the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts with today's leading scientific and esoteric experts supporting the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring animal companions and spirit friends. One of the many things we as humans have misunderstood and taken for granted is the animals we share the planet with. Now, with species going extinct daily, domestic animals being neglected and mistreated, it's clearly time to evolve our relationship with the animal kingdom. A good place to start is with our pets. What have we been missing in our relationship with our companion animals? Is there more to them than meets the eye? What can we learn in sharing their lives and their passing? How can we better relate to our pets during their time with us and their spirits after death? 
With us this hour to delve into the topic is Dr. Joanne Lefevre Conley, an intuitive veterinarian and author of the book Animal Teachings from Haley's Angel Methods. She specialized in end-of-life care and counseling for the past 12 years. Dr. Joanne promotes intuitive medicine for the mind, body, and soul. She guides families in turning, tuning in with their pets, themselves, nature, and the universe to make better, fair, personalized medical decisions and allow for a peaceful and dignified passing. Her website, haleysangels.com. Dr. Joanne, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Oh, it's such an honor to be here with you to share the, the rich teachings of animals. They have a lot to say. <laughs> yes, they do, don't they? What, what, why, why did you decide to become a veterinarian? Oh, you know, that was truly my place. We all have a place in this world. And uh, from a very young age, you know, when you let your heart guide the way, you know where your place is. And so when I was young, my favorite thing was just to sit outside in nature and play with the earthworms and uh, the ants, let them crawl on my hands and look at the birds and the squirrels. And I've always been really fascinated by the beautiful world outside um, I was, I've never been one who liked to be inside in a building. <laughs> so being outside with the animals and they've always given me the best answers to all my existential questions. And so wanting to help them, spending my life caring for them was definitely my place. Mm. So where did you study? I studied in Montreal. I'm French Canadian, so I grew up in uh, the North Pole, what we call today. It's very, <laughs> very small French town north of Montreal. And um, as a as a teenager, I was blessed with working in a wildlife refuge because, again, we were so far up north in the forest, so there was a lot of wildlife around us. So I spent. Uh, a few summers as a student, just helping at that refuge and helping with the moose and the bears and, uh, you know, the lynx and, and just my fascination kept growing about how much they have to teach us and how much uh, wiser they are. And they're just living a very sustainable life and a very simple life. They're there's no worries. You know, we, we, the human breed tends to overcomplicate things, but when you look at animals, it's, it's easy and it flows. And that's what I'm trying to, the way I'm trying to live my life is how they are living their life. And then sharing those teachings with other humans on my path to make it a better place for us here. That's, that's a beautiful thought. I mean, you know, if you look at the everything except humans, everything works together, you know, there's a lot to be learned from that. Can can you describe what the vet, being a veterinarian of the new world means? Well, this is my vision of, um, you know, truly the world that we live in today is is there's a lot of there's a lot of room for improvement. So my vision is really to build this new world where it could all really work out if we again listen to the animals and apply their teachings, and uh, you know that means living sustainably. Uh, only using what we need, you know, zero waste is definitely one of my goals. It's it's challenging, but we can do it. Even in this modern life, you know, there is a way to achieve balance on all levels and the foods that we eat, you know, we tend to overeat as a society, we're stressed, uh, you know, we need to slow down the pace. And so again, really looking at animals and uh, why do they get sick? You know, what happens when we get out of balance and it's interesting too when we look at our pets because they are 
not quite living the life of wild animals. So they do, uh, it has its pros and its cons, you know, of course they are more, uh, they are safer. They don't have to look for food because we provide that to our pets. Uh, they are safer from predators as opposed to in the wild. But the downside of domestication has been different different diseases building up and developing in them because the humans have not made smart choices as far as breeding. You know, what kind of animals are we breeding? We're very far from nature. When you look at nature, the dogs, you know, in, in the wild, like the wolves and the coyotes are mid-size, middle-size, so they're not little three-pound dog. They're not the 200-pound dog that we have been wanting to breed. Um, they have a long nose so they can breathe well. They don't have the flat faces. They have t uh, nice pointy ears, so that's good for health also. So our pets, you know, we've created a lot of problems for them. And yeah, we also, we certainly are, have. I, I want, uh, what have you observed about the attunement between animals and their people? Well, and so that's the other piece of the puzzle. You know, on an emotional level, animals living with us have become little sponges. So they take on our stress. They take on our anger. They take on our uh, lack of self-confidence. Uh, any, anything will flare up. So my first realization as a veterinarian, which was 20, uh, yeah, almost 20 years ago, I graduated from vet school. Um, right away, I noticed how animals would share the same physical diseases as their people. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating because obviously it's not contagious. You know, one did not give it to the other. And so since the beginning, I've always started asking questions to families and say, well, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, what's going on in your life? Because your pet is sharing that same disease. And so there is always something going on emotionally. And so the more zen we are and balanced, our animals will feed off of that too. So I've seen the uh, animals healing miraculously because people have been able to clean up their life, you know, get rid of all the toxicities, uh, bad people for us, bad relationship, just geographically not being in the right place. You know, I've seen how accidents will happen more if you're just not on your path. And if you're not listening, there, nature gives us so many signs of guidance to tell so us, what, you know, what what do you see um, that our animals taking on our diseases? Do you think they take that on to help us with it or to, to show us what's going on? It depends. Sometimes it's mostly it's just uh, unfortunately bad for them because we're we're sharing the same energy. So they're just we're spewing that toxicity. You know, if you're not happy inside and you're stressed out and your animal is just will will suffer from that, too. Um, so, yes, animals will help us get through difficult situations in life. So part of it, you know, animals do have their life mission. And I find it always fascinating how we adopt our pets. You know, how do you find your pet? And I always ask people because most people say, oh, no, no, I did not choose my animal. He chose me. Yeah, and this we is hear how, that a lot. Yeah. You know, and that's fun because I love that people are letting, are going with the flow in picking the right teacher for them. You know, they might have an idea of a breed and an age of an animal, and then they end up going to the shelter and, you know, the... Get something it, it, totally different. Totally different, you yeah. Know? yeah. Why, why do animals get sick? Because, you know, you don't really see, in nature, animals start getting sick if there's an imbalance in the population. Um, you know, that the land can't sustain them. But our pets tend to get these weird diseases. Is it a combination of um, that interbreeding that we've done uh, along with environmental factors? Uh, there is often uh, definitely the food that they eat, you know, is not as healthy as it used to be. I mean, it's far from 
uh, fresh. I mean, now we have more options and I encourage people to make sure they don't feed their animals any uh, products that have dyes in them or preservatives. And that goes for people too. You know, I've, I've cleaned up my diet a lot since I've been more attuned with what's going on and how we make ourselves sick too by uh, eating processed foods. And, you know, so I try, I've become vegan for many reasons, but mainly to help the animals. And then I realized that it was good for my own health too. Um, so is it important to really look to, you know, how they would have, you know, eaten in the wild? It's like we put grains in our in our pet food, but they're they're not animals that would eat grain normally. I mean, I'm not so much against uh, grain. There, it's a balance. You know, it really is a balance. Grains can offer uh, some nutrition, but. Um, it's really a balance. I think the main problem, there's many diets out there and there is, you know, a lot of different ways to eat, but mainly I think is just that whole notion of processed foods and uh, preservatives and dyes because it's so, it's toxic. Those are the most toxic parts of the equation, I would say, you know, some animals have developed more food allergies now also. Um, we, we need to breed for health. You know, we definitely need to go back to what nature is teaching us that it's survival of the fittest. So we need to breed the animals that are the fittest, that ha are genetically uh, more able to, you know, to thrive and to be strong. And so all the cute breeds that we've created, they're just not as strong. You know, we see the same diseases. You know, you tell me a breed of dog and I'll tell you what it's going to have for mm -hmm. disease. So that's pretty sad that we've come to that point because we need to give animals a chance from the start. So we, if we get back to a more primitive way um, of letting them pick each other would probably be a good start, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, and same thing for people. You know, I mean, my husband yeah. and I decided not to have uh, children for many reasons. But, uh, you know, it's really, uh, yeah, we can, it's a team effort. So we're looking at we our planet. Well, we're going to have to pick up on the team effort for the planet on the other <laughs> side of a commercial break. Dr. Joanne and I will return shortly, so don't you go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. 
So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Pat Hong Shamanic Art School proudly presents the Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Wiecka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. MissionEvolution.org. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Our guest this hour is intuitive veterinarian Dr. Joanne Lefevre Connolly. Her website, Haley'sAngels.com. Dr. Joanne, what is intuitive medicine? Intuitive medicine is when we use our heart as well as our brain. Our brain is a very good organ we need to use, but our heart is also often. The, the only one that has the answers, you know, over the brain. So it's a team effort. And intuitive medicine is when you're looking at the full picture of why why do we get sick and how to prevent illnesses in the first place and then how to heal from an illness because we are we have figured out why it happened in the first place. Uh, was there, you know, again, it, it's all about uh, the, our mindset, our emotions, stress level, being in the right place, uh, fulfilling fulfilling our life purpose. We we all have to feed our soul. And what what I see the most in society and animals to have their life purpose. You know, so we tend to get lost and we do things that we don't really like. You know, for the paycheck and we obviously you know it's stressful. We live in fear. We we need to be sustainable, have money, pay the bills and all that. But often our heart is just not in it. You know, so we're doing a lot of things that we dislike. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we all get sick. Um, so I encourage people also to try to figure out what their life um, purpose is, but what their animal's life purpose is as well. And by choosing one word that describes your animal the most, you know, if you ask yourself, what is my pet living for? And what does he need to stay alive? And, you know, one of our cats, it's going outside. I mean, we rescued this kitten. He would have been a wild 
feral cat. He was from the wild. He would have probably died, unfortunately, because when we found him, we had to bottle feed him. He was so small. But we have to honor his nature. We tried to keep him inside for safety, and he would get constipated. He had, you know, major digestive issues. So we figured out with him, you know, we could see he was miserable inside. So we figured out a, a way to live uh, safely to send him out for a few hours in the day to fulfill his needs to be, you know, just to be the best we can all be. And so that what, helps flow the, the energy in the body. So how can we um, figure out, well, people have enough trouble doing it for themselves, much less for them, their pets. How can we figure out uh, our animal's life's mission? It's very simple. Everything with animals is simple, you know, and again, it's going back in our heart and following our gut feeling you know we have a lot of answers inside so trying to shut off our brain and going with the flow of energies and and listening to our animals it's you know i have a actually so many examples but if you take your dog for a walk and your dog wants to go say hello to everybody you know a little social butterfly well we might have you might have a little therapy dog on your hands and so you should explore they're going on the journey that your pet wants to go on, you know, instead of just saying, no, 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 we're taking a walk and I'm making all the decisions and I'm in charge. They're letting your animals be in charge of what seems to give them so much pleasure. I have a little vegan activist at my house. He's a hundred pound pot belly pig that found me. Um, I did not find him. So he threw me for a loop. We had a lot of learning <laughs> to do because I didn't know much about pigs. Whole, whole different species there. But um, he's really smart and he needs to. So he's he walks on the leash. He goes to the beach. We had to increase his quality of life, take him around town because he was bored otherwise. And so I could not uh, I did not expect him to be such a vegan activist. But of course, anywhere I take him, people come to him. And then he sits for treats. You know, he's he's got people figured out. So people, the first thing that they say when they see him is like, oh, my God, I cannot eat meat again. Look at oh. this pig. You know, he's so. <laughs> There's his mission, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, Wilbur, you're doing this like beautifully. I could not do as good of a job. Like, this is amazing what you're doing. And I want to encourage you to be the best you can be um, because that's important. You know, people need to understand that animals have emotions and being more uh, in touch with our food and really uh, making better choices all around to live together and sustainably on the planet. I'm glad you brought up this live together thing. Um, I've worked for years with dogs in particular, working with search and rescue. Um, and now um, I've retired from search and rescue because of my age. And, but anyway, I still have a dog that was trained for that. And when we walk together, I'm clear up in the wilderness here. When we walk together, she attunes to me. And I attune to her, and I can tell by watching her if we have uh, predators around or anything else. Haven't we gotten away from working as a team with our animals? Yes, exactly. We think we know it all, but I really beg everyone to just going back to the team effort because our animals have a lot of answers that we've forgotten about. And one of them is um, live today, you know, just take time to live today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let's yeah, enjoy so present, life. aren't they? No, exactly. So present, yeah. Um, so and then spending time outside, we need to go outside. We need to just sit in the grass and earthing, you know, grounding ourselves, just touching nature. Um, I find it uh, huge. Like when I go in a city and there's cement everywhere, it chokes me. Like now I've gotten to a point where I'm so uh, sensitive to all that because I need to go back. That's why I live on four acres and I always need to be in the wilderness because the trees heal me and we have a pond and, you know, really surrounded by nature and it cleanses. It cleanses the whole body. It makes us just being more aware of 
where we're at on our journey of life. Because, well, you know, you know that, that brings up an interesting question as well, is in bringing our animals indoors and in making them live in our environment versus out of doors. Have we compromised their health with that as well? It's a balance, you know, it's a balance. So that's what I tell people when uh, we can't be at one extreme or the other. And my own cat taught me that, you know. So, yes, of course, when you're outside, you can get hit by a car or eaten by a predator. But when you're inside, oh, you know, I see animals. Uh, and now it's an epidemic of obesity. You know, cats are fat. They all get diabetes. You know, they, they develop the same problems as people because we're too sedentary. You know, people all need to also be more active and go outside and run and walk. And it's good for the digestion. So, yes, we have impacted uh, the health of our animals, too, because we're a little too out of balance. So, But we can still change that. We can still go back outside and reach balance for all of our, all of us and our animals. Yeah, we, we really need that, don't we, to, to regain the respect and the um, um, relationship with nature, our animals and nature itself. So tell me, how do you use intuitive medicine in your veterinary practice? I use it all the time, um, you know, when it, whenever we have an issue or often behavioral issues or medical issues and uh, end of life care, you know, uh, I do a lot of in-home euthanasias uh, at the end of life. So trying to figure out what is the right this medical decision for the patient. So it's really treating the patient as a whole, not treating the disease because you can have a hundred patients with the same disease, whether animals or humans, you know. And the treatment plan will be different for every one of them because of many different factors. But, you know, of course, with animals, um, it comes to, well, will the animal allow us to, you know, put in an IV catheter, give fluids, you know, how much can they handle? Some animals are scared to death. You know, I mean, you just you try to hospitalize them and they'll have a heart attack just being with us or cats will try to bite us. or uh, So, you know, there is a lot to be said for uh, doing in-home therapies that lowers the stress level. When is it time to euthanize? Um, so I encourage, I try to empower families to really look at all answers that will come from all different angles. So dreams, dreams can have a lot of answers to guide us into, well, have we reached an exit door? Is, is my animal asking me to help him go? And often people will just have such a bond with their animal that they tell me, oh, yeah, he gave me the look. You know, we, we've, we've talked about it. Right. Um, now, and, do you think, yeah. do you, you brought up an interesting thing here. Do you think that animals and people communicate in the dreams? Yeah, I think we communicate on many different levels. But, yes, dreams are really powerful. So I encourage everybody to fall asleep with a piece of paper and a pen. And when you're waking up and you're still foggy in your dream, like try to scribble down anything you remember before you forget because dreams are very rich. Um, they've helped me a lot with my own animals. You know, they come often. And nature, too, um, and messages of guidance from loved ones who have passed. And yeah, that's the other question I want to bring up is, is animals that I've had in the past that are, uh, have crossed will come to me in my dreams. Are we actually speaking with the spirit of our animals? Uh, we're all connected. I really believe that there is only a thin veil between the physical world and the spirit world. 
and we go back and forth, you know, we're still very much in tune because, uh, you know, a lot of people tell me how, uh, like someone lost their mom and she loved cardinal birds and then they will randomly see cardinal birds in their life when they have to make a tough decision. Or for someone else, it will be smelling the pipe or the perfume of a loved one who died. And, you know, so it feels like we do have little signs of guidance and animals do the same thing. Um, and so we need to be in touch with all those little things that, you know, people don't dare talking about. But when I open that door, then, oh, my God, I hear amazing stories because people, you know, we're a very judgmental society. So people don't want to share those things. But when I open that door, yes, there's a lot of answers in that realm of um, going back, you know, when is it time to go back home to the other side? Science has proven that we're more prone to dying on our birthday. And I see that with animals also. It, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? And they, you know, once I've had animals, once they crossed, I could still feel them brush up against my leg because they always walked next to me on my left side for yeah. months and months and months and months. Like, well, maybe they left their bodies, but they didn't leave me. How yeah. do you know when it's time to, are you holding them close to you beyond their time? And again, it's really to be aware, like, why are we making the decisions that we're making? And is it for us or for our animals? So it's hard to be selfless because we're going to miss our animals. But make, remembering that our animal might be suffering and we don't want we don't want them to suffer ultimately. So I try to really help people pick the right time. So there is no regrets in or oh, we waited too long. And so it's all about quality of life Be over yeah, quantity. Beautifully. Beautifully put. We're going to have to take a break, but I do want to get into that because that's a diff difficult decision. Um, it is time for another short pause. Jo Dr. Joanne and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www. 
exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information, supporting the path to enlightenment. We're speaking with intuitive veterinarian Dr. Joanne Lefebvre Connolly. Her website, haleysangels.com. Dr. Joanne, we were talking about the difficult, difficult time. You know, the only thing I found wrong with, with pets is they don't live long enough. You know? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it, it's so difficult. I mean, it's, it's fun in a certain way to watch them, they're all their different, you know, from puppyhood to, to elderhood. It's beautiful to watch. And they, they have so much to teach us um, about our own aging process. Would you Would you go into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, they definitely, um, again, watching them and honoring their life in every chapter of their life so trying to bring the best out of them um, trying to figure out what their life purpose is about so they can be fully fulfilled and then when their life mission is finished often you know it's the end of their life and it coincides the timing is always quite right into well why is it time to leave us now and so that helps us make that decision also of helping them pass uh, so, you know, I see often when the family is uh, uh, expecting their first child, then that's kind of will be the time for the dog, the old dog that's been the first child that's taught us how to care for another being, you know, that will be his time to die uh, when the family might be moving or uh, children are all grown up, going to college, leaving the house, you know. And so really looking at the relationship that we all have and who's the favorite person of each animal, because it, there tends to be one person that one animal has come to help, you know, it could be a child or, um, you know, one of the adults. And so uh, paying attention to all those little signs. And so when it, what can we do to help our pets pass is first of all, giving them permission to let go, you know, it's hard, but telling them, you know, thank you for all your dedicated years and all the joy you've brought us, but please don't suffer for us, you know, because a lot of animals will hang in there for us and sacrifice themselves because they're loyal. They're the best friends that we can have, and it's hard for them to die. So giving them permission to let go and follow their own journey. And animals have made me believe in reincarnation because uh, so many families have told me, oh, yes, this is my pet who came back in another animal body, um, or my grandpa has come back in my cat. And how do people know that? Well, there is behavioral resemblances or physical resemblances also. This one girl, you know, um, she thought her grandpa who had a mole on the cheek came back as her cat because the cat came to her with a mole on her on his cheek. And, uh, you know, someone else, and I talk about this in, in my book, too, uh, you know, this one woman lost her husband and then adopted a puppy. And the puppy selectively was trying to bite the people that her husband didn't like. And so she swore her husband was back in this puppy. And I believe in all of it because it makes sense. I feel like on a spirit level, we're all connected. We come back with the same souls often to continue our journey of learning and evolving. 
So pay so attention. I have, I, have, I have a question yeah. for you also. Um, one thing that I've witnessed, and I you know, don't know how accurate it is, but I've seen where animals will share bodies. In other words, one is crossed, uh, but then has a message to give, um, and will come back, and the the uh, the other animal that was its companion will start explain, you know, displaying their behavior. Um, like I had one dog start barking like a Malmute when when it wasn't a Malmute because the Malmute had crossed, and that was the one always taking care of us. Have you seen that or heard about that? Yes, yes, you're not the only one. It's not something that I have heard about many times, like a handful of times, but it's been so powerful, just like what you're describing. For, for your other dog to bark like a Malamute, I mean, come on, yes. <laughs> it makes so much sense that uh, the spirit can come back into the friend's body for a short time to continue the teachings and bring a message to us and just bring us comfort saying, hey, I'm still here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing. Animals are so easy with life and death. And we're the ones that just go into this horrible suffering when it's time to to leave the bodies, you know, to not have that fuzzy little body with us. But they stay, you know, so what can they teach us about our own relationship to our mortality? And again, it, it's just to really be, um, I love when I do euthanasias at home with children. You know, children have an easier time than adults uh, with the whole cycle of life and death. So being in tune, just re- remembering that we know how this life journey is going to end. You know, we will die. That's like a definite. So um, let's prepare. Let's make sure that when uh, when we're ready to die, that we don't have any regrets. So it makes me, animals have taught me, you know, live today, live to the fullest. And when it's your time to go, well, it's okay because it's not the end end. You know, we will see each other. We will continue to communicate. So I try to teach people, families that uh, theory and I tell them, watch for your animal to visit you in a spirit form because they do. And a lot of people have that same experience, many, many people. Uh, So it's not as bad as, society's making it sound, you know, like it's final. You you know, the other thing, the other thing that I've noticed, and particularly in uh, the dogs that are closer to the wolves, like your Malmute or your Shepherd, because they're such pack animals, they'll come to me in spirit, even though they're still physically in their body, if they need me to know something badly enough. In other words, my son was in uh, having problems and his Malmute came to me in my dreams, came to me in my waking state. So I give him a call and sure enough, he was, he was having a terrible time and needed some support. Have you heard of that before? Yes. Yes. Also, absolutely. Um, uh, working as a team, you know, like we talked about. And so, uh, the, animal in need or the other animals in the pack, you know, will talk to us about who needs what and behaviorally too, you can tell uh, other animals in the house will help us decide when it's the right time to euthanize one of their uh, pack mate, you know, by uh, either they will retreat from them or they will be really clingy to the dying one or, uh, you know, a lot of behaviors that we will notice in the wild. Uh, so it's paying attention to all of those signs coming from everywhere. And one great story I can tell you, I had this one patient that came to the hospital and, you know, the owner wasn't sure about euthanasia. He was an old guy with seizures and, uh, you know, arthritis. It was not clear. It was not clear. And what gave it away, you know, finally, there was many little uh, 
signs, but what gave it away was the other dog that lived with this old one. He insisted to come to the hospital, but he hated the vet. And the owner that visit, he told me, you know, I, I brought this his brother, but he hates to come here. But today he insisted he needed to be here to bring comfort to his brother because he knew it was it was time. You know, he was not going to see him again. So. Well, you know- this brings That's, up a, another interesting thing is, you know, they're, ta- they're communicating with us all the time, but most of us miss it. How can we better communicate with our animals? By slowing down, slowing down and really bonding again with our heart and just being aware to all. There's no coincidences. So when something comes up, paying attention to why is it happening and um, really connecting the dots uh, so it, it helps us tremendously. Uh, pets grieve too, and that's one thing also we should talk about because when an animal dies, it can be really difficult for the rest of the pack to cope with it unless they know. You know, if we can have them spend time and be there when the animal passes or visit with the body, also uh, that helps so much. Yes, I've always made a point of doing that with my, you know, when one of my pets would die and the others would remain is is to, if they couldn't be there during the crossing, at least let them see that the body is, is empty and that, yeah. the, you know, that the, the pet's gone on. Um, but they, they can grieve for a long time and they grieve their owners when they lose them too, don't they? Yes, and I would love for the medical system, you know, when somebody, when a human dies at the hospital, we need to give those animals a chance to visit. The same thing, you know, they need time, they need to understand it's the end of a big life chapter, and we can help them by, yeah, spending time together. And if we have cremains of, you know, just the remains of the the, the urn from the human or the animal who has died, it helps a lot too. I see animals reacting very interestingly when you show them the urn of their friend who died. And it seems like they do pick up the energy, the the smell, or that's my friend, you know, those are the remains. And okay, it gives them some peace of mind too, it seems to be with the urn. So they quit looking for them in this reality and probably tune in on another one, yes? Yes, and some animals are more in tune than others with that. You know, you have a lot of cats that will start playing with the winds or hissing at at nobody or at a spirit visiting. You know, dogs will bark. Um, again, in when somebody else dies, there is com- you can tell there is communication between the two worlds. So that's really fascinating. What do you think is the most important <laughs> lesson that you personally have learned from helping animals cross? It's a celebration of life. They taught me to celebrate life. And so it doesn't have to be sad. Of course, we share tears, you know. We shed tears, but I've done it. I've seen it done. Like, we've done it so many times as a really a celebration and honoring the being who's dying and really uh, keeping his dignity. Uh, The dignity in dying is so important, and we need that for ourselves, for people. You know, euthanasia is such a good option for all of us, you know, because when uh, what's worse than dying is suffering. So I hate that we're medical torture, you know, we're going too far, we need to know when to stop, when the patient is ready to go. And there is no point in keeping the body alive for the sake of the family, that's, of course, is sad. But we need to, we, we tend to forget too easily how much suffering the patient, the dying one is going through. Yeah, you so, know, that's the one yeah. thing I've always said. I'm not afraid of dying, um, but the process doesn't doesn't appeal to me, you know, because we have drug it out and made it so brutal in so many instances. And I've seen how natural passing can happen 
really beautifully and quickly. And again, uh, you know, first thing is to give permission to our loved ones to die. And second thing is to give the, our loved ones space. They need space. They need room. And that's why, like, in the wild, they'll retreat. The dying mm -hmm. one will retreat from the pack. Take their, take their space. We're going to have to we're, we're going to have to take our space for another commercial <laughs> break. Dr. Joanne and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. 
Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. To suggest a topic or a guest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. Our guest this hour is intuitive veterinarian, Dr. Joanne Lefebvre Connolly. Her website, haleysangels.com. Joanne, I would would like to go in a little bit more about how we can communicate with our animals, both those uh, in in the fur and those that have crossed, um, in in a coherent way and, and get the lessons that they're trying to share with us. So um, for a lot of people, it's really enhancing all of our um, all of our uh, gifts. You know, the we a lot of people will get messages, uh, like words that come in your brain that are already made up. That is, they're not you did not make them up yourself. You know, you kind of get ideas and inspiration and just words. Or people, other people will get movies, and I, I do get quite a few movies that will just start playing, you know, in my head, like I can see an image or, uh, again, like a, a, a blurb of like a past life. I, I, I've, I've, I've gotten quite a few messages from my own past lives uh, of who I was before and, and how it impacts who we are today. And that is such a rich conversation that, that, will, be a, that will be mostly in the next book that I'm writing and we can have another talk uh, because it's so rich, but really connecting on all these different levels with uh, our body will give us uh, feelings too of you know like a knot in our stomach. Let's say our we're thinking about taking our pet to the uh, to the hospital for surgery. You know should we do surgery or not? And then you have the worst uh, pain in your stomach about it, or uh, you you try, you look your pet your cat just goes missing that day that you're supposed to take him in uh, because that's a sign that might be there's your it, sign right yeah it's the wrong you know it's the wrong decision mm-hmm. or the energy just doesn't flow you feel uneasy about it so every all that communication on all levels with animals with nature with our world you know it's all about energy flowing people will give us messages to random messages you know something comes out of your mouth you have no idea why you're saying it but it it's the perfect words that your friend needed to hear to help them on their journey so mm-hmm. we're truly all, all connected when uh when 
when the animals cross, can they become spirit helpers? And how does that compare with an animal totem? So, um, yes, so they can help us, animal or humans, once they're on the other side, then they, they might decide to stay there to guide us and be close to us. And what I've experienced with my animals, uh, it the time frame varies. You know, some of them might leave much quicker, like I don't feel them around, and they might be reincarnating, getting ready to reincarnate, to find me again, or they might spend longer period of time or they can stay there for, yeah, for a long time, for years. Um, animal totem, okay, here's, so here's a little glimpse into the next book. Because when you realize, uh, to me, animal totems are like what animals are you born kind of attracted to? You have a relationship. There's a deep relationship and they will follow you throughout your life. But what I've realized is it's linked to what animal have you been in your past life? that you are portraying today because we the way we behave the way we look there is so much that gives it away of what animal have you been in a past life and why is it that you crave seafood for example um, or you need to have chicken in your diet or i'm vegan and i'm completely fine with being vegan and that makes me thrive of just eating plants and my personality is definitely one of a prey as opposed to a predator and I love to, when I exercise, it's very low impact, you know, as opposed to my husband who's been a lion, who's, who has a mane, like his hair is just this crazy curly hairdo. Like we look, we portray the animals that we have been. So the lion always comes back for him uh, to help him on this journey. He, he sings like a lion. He's, he's a singer. He's got a wonderful voice. And so he exercises it's all out too it's the lion uh, behavior of uh, you know going to hunt like he's pushing it to the extreme and then he'll lay down for two days you know uh, to <laughs> and get over it cave. yeah you, so you you state yeah. that you you state that you empower animals and humans to live in balance as one with the web of life what do you mean by that it's, it's really, uh, we, we can't do this alone, you know, we have to reach balance, it's the most important purpose of living. Uh, nature teaches us balance, if you have too much water, it will drown you, if you don't have enough water, it will also kill you. So I feel like everyone in life is always needing to reach balance, again, like nature, and living as one, because we, we are all connected, and if you hurt you know, if you hurt, if you destroy your home like nature, it will, you attract it. You truly attract some life lessons that will teach you to stop hurting or to, to bring you back in balance. So that's where the concept of accidents, you know, accidents to me are not coincidences. It's not that you were unlucky. It's that you made decisions. You were, you didn't honor your truth. You were out of balance. You were overworked. Um, you, you, you wanted to please a friend. So you said, fine, I'll go on this road trip, but I really don't want to go. And then you got into an accident. There is messages everywhere for all of us to live by. And they make us, they just saves us a lot of pain. Um, so that to me is the essence of life. What's your vision for the future of veterinary medicine? We are, we, it's, it's, we, it's good. I mean, we are talking about a lot of things. We're bringing it all together finally. You know, it's taking time, but it's like the human medicine also. 
we are finally bringing it all together. A lot of people are interested in more because they realize that just the Western medicine has limitations. And then if you reach out to, hey, we're not treating, let's not treat the disease, let's treat the whole patient. Um, physicians, you know, veterinarians, doctors have experiences, spiritual experiences themselves. I do help veterinarians uh, dealing, helping their own animals. And miracles have happened too uh, in when medicine, Western medicine couldn't help anymore. And we've had to tap into shifting the energy and why is it happening? What is the life purpose? And, uh, you know, a good friend of mine who's my colleague, her dog, her dog was on death's door of kidney failure and she lived four more years. Wow. It was amazing the shift and the, the therapy that we had to do to get there. But, oh, my God, I still have chills just remembering that because it was beautiful. Mm. How, how can we evolve our relationships with our animals? And I mean not just our pets, but the entire planet. Is compassion, you know, compassion and putting ourselves in their shoes, trying to look at life from their perspective and stepping out of our own little body and really taking a moment to, to go into the spirit world, you know, to imagine that you're dead already and look at what's happening on the, in the world and what you are participating into. <clears throat> and that will help you want to take action and really leave positive footprints only, you know, and, and get to the zero waste lifestyle and sustainability and, and helping one another because it feels good to give and to share and to help someone else. So instead of, you know, we're killing an, a spider, start saving the insects. I can't tell you how much uh, happiness it brings. And now I'm at the point that I go outside, I hang out outside, and I have dragonflies landing on my body, landing on my hands, and they just hang out there with me. And I can only tell you that it's because of all the good, the love that I've put out there to help nature and help the world because... Uh, I'm just amazed by how they come back to thank me and to hang out with me in such a loving way. Like I'm just in, amazed by how we are truly connected. It's so powerful and it's beautiful. I've experienced that. And I know when I, I used to go on um, um, two week long backpacks by myself and when I'd been out in nature for, oh, you know, a couple days, it's like I would attune to nature and the deer wouldn't run from me and ravens would would circle over where I was walking. It's like, they're only afraid of us because we're out of balance, aren't they? Yeah, they are the best judge of character. They, they, they sense everything. And I'm grateful that they're still believing in human race. They're they not giving up on us. They really are trying hard to make us the people, the, the better versions of ourselves that they know we can be. So I thank the animals for that. They are truly believing in us. And so we need to show them that, yes, we can, we can be good. We can be as good as they believe we can be. And do our animals' lives mission relate to our own? Yes, and that's why we find each other. You know, you can put a bunch of animals on one side and a bunch of people on the other side, and I bet you that there will be a perfect match between a human and an animal. So we find each other to grow and to heal together based on what's happening in our lives and what the animals have to learn as well. Do you think that there's a lot of that going on um, on behalf of the, the planet that's in stress? Do you think animals and people are coming together to actually serve uh, the greater good as far as bringing this back into balance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to. And there's definitely a wave of, you know, people 
the newer, younger generations that are way more awakened and way more impact, like they're big empaths. I mean, they're feeling the pain of the world and it's hard. And I feel bad because a lot of them commit suicide, you know, at a young age because they just can't deal with the amount of pain and destruction. And it, it pains me too. I mean, I feel it, you know, it's hard to bear, uh, you know, watching what's happening and the destructions. But again, we can, we have the power to turn that around. We so, absolutely do. And unfortunately, time has <laughs> flown. I, I could go on with you for another hour, but thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing your message. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And together we can do this. I'm so with you. Our guest this hour has been veterinarian and the author of Animal Teachings from Haley's Angel Methods, Dr. Johan Lefevre Conley. Her website, haleysangels.com. For our amazing past episode collection, visit our website, www.missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to our evolving world. <laughs>